The UK government are under fire for failing to protect care homes from the spread of the coronavirus. UK care homes have seen more than 14,000 coronavirus-related deaths so far, and that is a quarter of the UK's total mortality in just a tiny fraction of the population. These figures echo a similar situation across European countries, and many believe that care homes have been overlooked, in some cases with disastrous consequences. Julienne Mayer is a nurse and also emeritus professor at City University of London and an advisor to the National Care Forum. Can you put some some additional meat on these bones for us, please, Julienne? What proportion of our care home community in the UK have lost their lives? What proportion have been affected by this? The first thing to say is that the Care Quality Commission did a recent report of 36% of care homes having been affected by COVID-19. And in terms of um, deaths in England, they're 3.6% of the residents that have died in care homes. But also of interest is care workers being twice as likely to die from COVID as the general working age population. To date, 235 health and social care workers have died, though it's not clear which of those have been from care homes. And just to be clear, Julianne, we know that people who are older and are in care homes do have a higher likelihood of death at any one moment in time just by virtue of the fact that older people are more likely to die than young children but these numbers we're seeing are above and beyond what you would expect the the so-called expected mortality for this particular group of people absolutely i think when you look at frail older people in care homes 80% of them have some form of cognitive impairment dementia and so things like social isolation and social distancing is really very difficult compounded by the fact that hospitals were discharging patients into care homes without knowing that they were covid free so there was transmission from hospital into care homes and then of course you've got the staff coming and going and the use of agency when there wasn't enough staff because they themselves were self-isolating, and also um, issues around personal protective equipment. These don't sound like unanticipatable problems, though. They they sound like the kind of thing that, uh, you know, the way you've put them across, we could have anticipated that if there was an outbreak of something, the flu, for instance, that this could be a challenge. So why why has it taken till now for us to recognise and highlight these constraints, and why weren't they dealt with sooner? Well, I think the first thing to say is that there was no plan for an epidemic. This is more like Ebola than it is flu. And the government ignored care homes for far too long. It was only on the 15th of May that a specific care home support package was announced. Prior to that, they had really been ignored. What COVID has really thrown into sharp relief is the crisis in social care funding that existed before it, from governments to Um, local authorities to people working in health. Although we are not the only country that's seeing these devastating numbers, are we? Other countries across Europe are also seeing the same sorts of things. So are we we all guilty of the same problems or are there a range of factors that have led to it? And, And you've described the ones here, but other things are happening in other countries. Which is it? I mean, the interesting one for me is Hong Kong, where they've not had a single care home resident um, die from COVID. 
they had a pandemic plan for this type of virus following SARS. They learnt a lot and they were well prepared. And face masks are just part of normal life in Hong Kong. Interesting you should say that because I was taking part in a radio programme just yesterday and a lady rang our programme. She's shielding because she is in a risk category and she said that the young lady who comes in to help her and cares for her had confided to her that over the long weekend she was going to go and see her partner on the other side of the country. And the lady had come to us to say, what do you think I should do about this? Because obviously that's not in in line with the guidance. And does that place me as the, the person being cared for at risk? So to what extent is this also an educational problem where where carers just don't necessarily realise how they need to behave in order to minimise the spread into very vulnerable groups? I think you're absolutely right. The main problem with it is that you have asymptomatic carriers. So actually, the test and track and um, trace is really important here. So you think that basically, we need a screening process. If you're working in care homes or in hospitals, any kind of care setting, really, you need regular screening. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. But the testing hasn't yet become a reality on the front line. We've been promised 30,000 tests per day, but actually that will take till June to cover the 15,000 care homes across the UK. And we probably need more in the region of 200,000 per day if we're to do routine weekly testing. Some way to go, isn't there? Julianne, thank you very much for bringing it into Stark Relief for us. That's Julianne Mayer. She is advisor to the National Care Forum.